La 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 la. Oh, can you see me? Yes. Oh, so we're videoing this now. Yeah, apparently I, that's the new thing people want to see are guys sitting in chairs talking into microphones. I swear to God, you are going to see the numbers for this podcast plummet now that they can see us. It's a little weird because right now you can't at least see the screen. I'm seeing like the master control screen and seeing it switch between me and you and then a wide shot of the two of us. And it's. Can you. Okay, let me ask this question. I haven't talked about this. I have something going on on the top of my head. I'm waiting to see a dermatologist. They're thinking that it could be something, but I got to wait for a month. I'm having it chemically burned off the top of my head. Hmm. Can you see that? No, it's not quite zoomed in that far. Okay, good. I'm very self-conscious. I was going to wear a hat for this, and then I thought, I don't want to be a hat guy when I'm on camera. I have no hair. I'm not proud of my hair. People are probably looking now going, how come he doesn't have any hair and he has no eyebrows either? I don't know. It's a thing. That would have been something if you just started wearing a cowboy hat. (laughs) Just seen if I would have said something. I don't know. A hat that's so totally out of character. Like if I walked in with a ball cap, you'd be like, oh, it's a little weird. He's wearing a ball cap in here, but okay. But yeah, if I started wearing a bowler or a cowboy hat. Just like a a helmet for a bicycle. A bicycle helmet. And you're not riding. Or one of those fencing helmets that they wear. Yeah. Yeah. Would I say something? I don't know that I would. You would just let the. I would just be like, huh. He's he's trying out that cowboy (laughs) hat. That would make it even more uncomfortable. <laughs> Just acknowledge it. Who knows anyway. if this video will even go anywhere? I hope you're happy you get video now. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old long chair. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lawn Chair Profits. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. Sitting directly across from me, once again, making weird, weird eye contact. Uh, We host a morning show on a radio station in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. The radio station's called Sonic. You can find us at sonic1029.com. Hey, Bryce, have you ever had a bad day? <laughs> so yeah, had a bad day. Take it one down. I don't Sing know the words. Song. Turn it around. Come in closer, Bryce. And me don't lie. One hand on your ear. And go for a ride. You had a bad day. Mm. The camera don't lie. Uh uh-uh. uh. Had a bad day. Pause. Pause. You had a bad day. In there, man. That oh. song, if my heart could write a song, that's what it would sound like. That song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, we started talking about this the other day on the radio show. Like, just, oh, it was inspired by uh, a professional goaltender on a hockey team that just happens to play out of the city where we are, who oh, right. had an exceptionally bad day at work, let in the first four goals. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, four goals on four shots to start the game, which. I thought maybe that never happened. Apparently it has happened before, but when your job, when you're being paid millions, millions. of dollars yeah. to stop a puck and you allow the first four shots on you to go in, that's a bad day at the office. So we all continued. We just thought, oh, let's share. Let's talk about your worst day at work, the bad day you had. And the texts came in fast and furious. 
This one's super simple, but like, just put yourself in this position. Real bad day is your first day at work and you spill your coffee all over your boss's desk. That is from MC. You imagine that being your first day at That's work? Your first impression. Ooh. Oh man. Nice to meet you going for the handshake and knock coffee all <laughs> over their important papers. <laughs> The TPS report that they've been working on the, the cover for all morning. The memos, the inner office memos, ruined. Uh, I had a bad day at work. I was operating an excavator. The locator crew missed marking one underground line. Turns out it was the fiber optic line. I took out the internet to the entire city of St. Albert. Oh, wow. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about St. Albert, they got a real sense of humor. Just knocking out the internet for... A block of houses oh. would be a nightmare, let alone an entire city of people. Yeah. People get more outraged about their internet being down than almost anything else. It's like, insane. Remember a few weeks ago when like the... Oh, yeah. The company we work for? Yeah. The cell phones went down for 12 hours or so. And it took all of four seconds for people to demand refunds and compensation. And Well, yeah. When your power goes out for a few hours in the summertime because of a thunderstorm... Are you calling the power company and asking for compensation on your bill? I'm, well, maybe people do. Maybe they do. Maybe we're suckers for not doing that. Huh. Maybe we need to take back the power. Yeah, people don't mess around with that stuff. Remember, we had James. He's a locksmith. We had him on the show one day, like on the podcast. He was talking about how over his career as a locksmith from time to time, he has to pick the lock to let the apartment building manager into oh. a suite because there's a foul smell coming from that suite. Someone's not responding. Mm, somebody caught a case of the dead Z's. Oof. I've lived across the hall from that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You had a neighbor who died and they were, cause weren't the cops asking you like, huh, when did you start smelling? Yeah. That? It was the next day. They're like, when's the last time you saw your neighbor? Ooh. Uh, oof. Yeah. That was a bad day. So anyway, James is saying, um, a set of master keys went missing from a 20-floor apartment building. The new guy did the tour of the building with the manager. The next day, we all showed up to rekey. The new guy got himself turned around, and we spent eight hours rekeying the wrong building. <laughs> we then had to spend another eight hours putting it all back. The new guy never gets burned. Oh, the new guy still gets burned once a week on that one. Three years later, how embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough day. Because that's not just a tough day for you. You took your entire team down. Like, that's the equivalent of basketball practice, and you were underperforming, so the whole team got punished by having to run lines. Spending eight hours keying the wrong building. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, on a funnier note, bad day at work for my coworker. She had a pair of underwear clinging to her sweater on the outside, and we all saw them, Jess. I hope it was post-wash. Yeah. <laughs> My God. What a nightmare. Women's underwear, too, is like 50 times more staticky than men's. It's, see, it's just creepy to even hear myself say that. It was a little. Yeah. I mean, accurate, but yeah, it was. <laughs> but like, I couldn't, you, you would, I would never be able to work there anymore. I would have to fake my death and start fresh somewhere else. Yeah. I would have to go to that Walter White cabin. Yeah. And ride it out there for a winter and then resurface after that. Yeah, the seasons have to change. Maybe wait till the next Olympics and then start fresh somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, 
My coworker had a bad day at our hardware store last week when she got robbed at she got robbed at gunpoint. I don't know if I'd be able to walk that one off either. Somebody waving a gun in your face, asking for all the cigarettes. That would bend your frame. I just found out there's a pharmacy like a block from where I live. And a few months ago, I was driving home and there were police everywhere, dogs everywhere. And I just found out a few days ago that the pharmacy was held up at gunpoint. And the person was apparently even tied up. Oh. I had no idea until just now. that's next level. That's a bad day. Uh, Hey, guys. I'm a physio that works with kids. As a result, I often have to make kids do things they don't want to do. Yesterday, a six-year-old gave me the finger (laughs) and told me, F you, and then spit on me. (laughs) There's some parents that I need to talk to. Wow. For a six-year-old to be that fluent in hatred. I know. Where do you think that six-year-old gets it from? The parents. The correct answer is the parents. Holy cow, middle finger, cussing, and spitting. That's a trifecta. Uh, On my first day alone at my new job, I got the vacuum cable stuck in the elevator door and got locked in the elevator. It broke the vacuum, and I had to be rescued. First day at work. So are they talking about the power cord from the vacuum? I can't believe you get stuck in the elevator on your first day at work. You wouldn't have that problem, though, Bryce, because you run a cordless Dyson. Yeah, that thing's battery charged. Yeah. Not a big deal. Uh, here we go. This is, Sometimes smart people have really bad days at work, too. I'm an environmental scientist. I work with soil. Sometimes the best way to tell how gritty or sandy soil is is by rubbing it on your teeth. One time, my colleague and I were doing a grit test and quickly realized it was bear pooped. Bear poop. Much spitting was done, Marissa. They put bear ass in their mouth. I'm not an environmental scientist. What? I mean, I could be. Yeah. I choose not to. But I feel like there has to be a better way to test the soil than putting it in your mouth for this exact reason. I just imagine the bears behind a tree watching this whole thing unfold and just roaring with laughter. What if it was just that person's, like, they're like, we're going to get the rookie good. Yeah. I can't believe she's doing it. Oh, she put it in her mouth. She's putting bear ass on her teeth. (laughs) That's disgusting. Uh, Oh, here we go. Not me, but a couple of guys I work with shut off some pumps at work and froze the boiler. If I remember the number correctly, it was over $20 million in damages and losses. Wait, what? Jason. Yeah, I don't know a lot about boilers. But I didn't know they were $20 million. $20 million in damage? If you showed me a lineup of heavy equipment and said point to the boiler, I don't know if I'd be able to point to the boiler. No. No. I think I have the wrong picture in my head of what a boiler does. I imagine like a pot with like a pressure valve on the top of it. You know, like when your granny's canning (laughs) in the fall. And then like when you... Do something that causes $20 million in damage. Do you just get to go home at the end of the day? Or are they like, uh, you have to pay some of this. Yeah. And by even if you had to pay 5% of $20 million, that would take you your lifetime. That's insane. Uh, I was a grocery store manager a couple of years ago. Came in one morning to find out that my evening manager ignored and silenced all the temperature alarms that started going off around 8 p.m. lost everything that was in that freezer as a result. Almost a hundred grand in melted food. 
There's a hundred thousand dollars worth of food in a grocery freezer. What a disaster! I guess smiley fries aren't cheap. Years ago, I used to load rail cars. One day on site, I was driving up to the cars, and my steel-toed boot got stuck between the gas and brake. I ended up slamming into the rail car and rode off the company truck. I couldn't pass a pee test at that time, so my boss said that I hit a deer. Lifelong shame, right there, Katie. Ooh, Katie! Wow, the boss coming through for you, Katie. Like, do you just own up? Do you just say there's no way in the world I'm going to pass that right now? How does that work? I don't know. That's a. I can only imagine how bad she felt when she said, "Oh no, I have to take a pet." A, test and when you write off a truck by hitting a rail car there's got to be some damage to the rail car too those can't be cheap like i believe the excuse about steel toe boots getting stuck like i could see that being a thing yeah but the lie the web of lies they've now created ooh, they're entangled in this for life the lawn care profits with garner andrews and bryce kelly well this kind of goes hand in hand with having a bad day at work spilling stuff. I was in Costco the other night. You know, Costco, have you ever been there before? I've heard of it. You got to be a member. It's pretty exclusive. (laughs) I was just standing there and now I got this new habit. This, I have to get an ice cream cone on my way out the door now. Like what happened? Like I never used to do that. And then the pandemic came along and maybe I'm just feeling bad about myself and I'm just eating ice cream the majority of the time now. So I ordered an ice cream. I'm standing there waiting for it. The guy in front of me got his food and they handed him a little, one of those little cups of gravy, the little half styrofoam cup of gravy. He dropped it on the floor. That thing exploded like nothing I've ever seen before. There was gravy everywhere on the walls, on people's shoes and pant legs. And this guy just shoulder rolled out of the store. He couldn't get out of there fast. It was, he was sprinting away from there. (laughs) And you know, the people who stand at the door and they take their black Sharpie and they draw a line because you can't do that yourself. You can't carry a Sharpie in your purse or your pocket and draw your own line on your receipt. Mm Mm-hmm. So he just sprinted right past those people. I watched him too. And then this janitor just ninjaed out of nowhere. And he came in, mopped it all up. You wouldn't have even known it happened. But the the takeaway here is even though there was like two inches of gravy in the bottom of that cup, it looked like at least 18 inches of gravy. That sucks. Yeah. I've, I haven't done that with gravy. I did that in a sandwich shop where my local sandwich artist had just completed my sandwich and I got a glass thing of I think of iced tea and I grabbed it out of the freezer and immediately dropped it and you just kind of look at them look at the mess and then you're like well I should be heading her I'll see you next time and, and you ran out and I got out of there I don't think I've ever been back in that same store <laughs> can't go Which, back yeah you've probably they've probably got a picture of you hanging on the bulletin board in the staff room do not serve this man because what can you do you spill all that gravy all over people Nah, just get out of there. Flee into the night. Uh, Somebody's texting, I grew up in a big family, so all our groceries were bulk. I once dropped a plastic two-liter bottle of ketchup on our tile kitchen floor, and it completely exploded. (laughs) Worst mess I've ever cleaned up. When you drop two liters of ketchup, it probably looks like a Dexter kill room. Yeah, that's when the chief of police comes over just to say hello, walks uh in, and you have some explaining to do. What's going on here? (laughs) Draw a chalk outline around the ketchup bottle. That's one of those things, if you miss 
any of it, you'll just smell ketchup forever. Oh, yeah. And ketchup is a good, good smell, except for when you're not eating. You、mm. don't want to smell ketchup. No. Like no. a year later, you don't want to be walking in your kitchen and just going, <sniffs> Oh, God. Was somebody eating ketchup? And this shame washes over you.、Uh, Joanne, you had to lift one of those huge water jugs where you have to flip it upside. You had to put that on top of the water cooler. I couldn't lift it, so I'd ask one of the guys. And the funny thing was, he was like a really skinny guy, and he came on, and he's like, I can do this. I'm a man. And he came and he scooped it up, and then he lifted it onto his shoulder, but then it flew back off the back of his <laughs> shoulder. And it was like, In the office, this water bottle just with water. And it's like, I don't know how many liters are in there, but oh my God, I, I'll never forget how it just flew off the back of his shoulder. Oh, did it? And, how macho he was, and literally a tidal wave. <laughs> and it broke and water went everywhere? It, yes, it smashed on the ground and water was everywhere. <laughs> Desks were getting swept away, the photocopier. <laughs> Looked like tsunami footage. <laughs> oh my God. If I had to have my phone back in those days, <sighs> for sure, it would be tsunami footage. <laughs> And it'd be so humiliating, too, because people would be mopping the office and, like, and he's just sitting there watching. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. So funny. I'm sorry if you were triggered by the tsunami reference I made. <laughs> Why did they make those things so uncomfortable to replace? What, is there no way to put the plug in the bottom of the jug so you don't have to flip it upside down? It's rather precarious. It's a disaster waiting to happen. It is.、Uh, somebody just texted and said, Now I'm wondering what's worth to, worse to deal with four liters of milk or two liters of ketchup.、Ooh. It depends where you spill the four liters of milk. I, a friend of mine, Mark, who lives in Kelowna, British Columbia now, Goose Hunter's Paradise, he, him and his wife, when they. Had a, they, their kids were first born. They went and bought a brand new minivan, like brand new. And it was a Toyota. They drove it off the lot. He stopped at the grocery store, bought four liters of milk, put it on the back seat behind him. This thing didn't even have 20 kilometers on it. He hit the brakes, the milk shot forward and smashed all over the back seat of his brand new minivan. Like, and summer in Kelowna. Where it's 900 degrees, I don't know that he ever got the smell out of that van. No, you need to get every nook and cranny because that sour milk smell will、oh. never go away. No. That's my favorite story. Oh, so gross. <laughs> His first day with the car. Yeah. Oh,、uh, my God. I worked at McDonald's and I didn't put the lid on well enough on a medium 7 up. I set it down on the tray too fast. The lid popped off. I watched in horror as it flew out of the cup, covering the woman and her daughter in seven up on the other side of the counter. I still think about that all these years later. I should have given them their order for free. Tammy, you didn't give them their order for free? I hope they still had to pay after that. Oh, Ooh, sorry. That'll be $13.50. I would have thought the manager, somebody would have sensed there was a commotion going on and they would have come, come over and comped that meal to that poor woman and her daughter. <laughs>、oh. I feel bad for everyone involved in that whole the, There was no winner. The employee, the people who got doused, the people in line behind the people who got soaked. Oh, yeah, because you would have been collateral shame damn. Like you would have been collaterally embarrassed <laughs> for the person who spilled the drink. Oh. 
That should be the thing that when you uh, get a job at McDonald's and you have to watch the employment video or whatever it is they do, yeah, there should now be a portion of that video dedicated to how to handle that exact situation. Exactly. Because I don't know how to do that. I wouldn't know how to get out of that. Let's grab another one here. Hey, Catherine. Hey, I wanted to share a pro tip about things not to drop. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I saw the guy drop the little styrofoam cup of gravy in co- and it exploded. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't fun to clean up, but if you happen to leave your liquid laundry detergent in the dead of winter in your car for a couple hours and then you bring it in and drop it, you're going to have some suds to deal with. Oh, my you God. You can't clean that up. No, it's like, where do all these suds keep coming from? Right? Yeah. You maybe dropped it on the lino, but it's close to the carpet. Yeah. But it probably smelled good in your home. (laughs) Yeah. Linen fresh. Would it be such a bad smell to walk into a person's house and just be hit in the face with the scent of laundry detergent? I don't think that would be bad. I would rather smell a spring meadow laundry detergent than four liters of milk. Oh, and like the foam, the amount of foam that would come out of a laundry detergent spill in your home. It's like we, um, my wife, and this is a long time ago, and we were renting an apartment in Victoria, BC, Canada, Goose Hunter's Paradise. And we were out of um, dishwasher detergent. So my wife filled the little tray thing in the dishwasher with just regular dish detergent, started the dishwasher. We went out for a couple hours, came home. It was like a... It was like one of those foam parties they used to have in a nightclub. It was amazing how much foam came out of our dishwasher. Dishwasher. Then what do you do with that? I can't even remember what we did. Well, I think we started scooping it and throwing it off the balcony. <laughs> we were young. We were dumb. <laughs> how do you clean up that mess? Oh. Ugh. Scoop it into the sink and try and wash. Have you ever tried, like when you're finished washing the dishes and there's all the the suds left. Why are the suds so hard to get rid of? You pull the little nozzle off the sink and you're spraying it all over the place and you still can't get rid of them. Yeah. It takes as long to clean that as it does the dishes. Want one more Costco story? Yes, please. I was at Costco. We had a glass bottle of balsamic vinegar fall off the conveyor belt when it moved. We were one of the last ones in the store. I felt so bad But as all usual, the employees were fantastic about everything. One guy even ran back to the the back of the store and got us a new bottle. I thought you'd be ushered out of the store at that point. That's another thing that uh, the smell would be hard to get rid of. And way messier than you think it's going to be when you spill oil, whether it's balsamic or canola. It's a hell of a mess. Mm -hmm. The Lawn Chair Profits, solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. We probably could have bumped into that segment too with, you had a bad day, but I think we've heard enough of that song. I don't know. I just hear it in my head every time I close my eyes. You know what kept me awake the other night when I'm laying in bed? Vinyl siding. Ah, of course. You know, some people lay in bed at night worrying about their debt. Or their relationship. Others think about their career or their children. I was thinking about the siding on my house. I know I told you about this already. Uh, It's still there in case you're wondering. I got a pressure washer as a gift. I've never owned a pressure washer in my life. Know nothing about them. But I got it all put together and all hooked up. And I was just, I was outside doing my patio the other day. Spring is here. There's grit on my concrete patio. So I was spraying down the patio, getting it all ready to put the furniture on. And then I'm standing there going, oh, what else could I pressure wash? 
The back of my house is vinyl siding. Why don't I do that? So I went to town on the back of my house. I was feeling really good about it. That night, like six or eight hours later, after it had the siding had dried, you can see lines all over my vinyl siding. <laughs> I think I ruined my house. And it went over pretty well? Oh, it went terribly. Yeah. Went ter- I, I can't remember the last time my wife was that mad at me. She's a reasonable person. But she, uh, she uh, I went to bed. She, I went to bed and she was angry with me. I went to bed feeling bad because I wrecked our house. And that's why I was laying in bed all night thinking about vinyl siding and how am I going to fix this? It was Mother's Day the other day. The sun was shining. We wanted to sit out on the patio, but I made, I made sure I positioned her with her back to the house <laughs> so that she didn't have to look at it the whole time. They're one of those things. Like if you have never really used one before, oh yeah, this is kind of your first go. It's kind of amazing the damage those things can do. Oh yeah, you can be in way over your head immediately with a pressure washer. You catch the bug early because you cleaned your patio. Yeah, and then you just start looking. You're like, it's a lot of work to get your pressure washer out and get it all started up and everything else. You might as well just wash everything. Don't do that. Just wash what you went out there to wash. And don't stand this far away from the siding while you're blasting it with the pressure washer. Yeah, no need to get trigger happy. No. I think it's one of those things that you should, it's like, you can't just go buy a gun. You got to take a course. You got to take a weekend course. It should be the same thing with a pressure washer is that when you go to buy your pressure washer, you should have to produce a license that says you're qualified to have a pressure washer. Yeah. There should be a written test and an in-person physical test. Yeah. Um, Somebody said, go home today and pressure wash a big heart with yours and your wife's initials in it, and then true love forever written underneath it. That's from Tracy. Tracy's a problem solver. And a romantic. Yeah. I do not think my wife would find that even remotely funny. (laughs) Not one bit. Uh, Sounds to me like you're going to need new siding. You probably even damaged the shingles and probably cracked the foundation, too. It's not what I want to Holy cow, that's painting a pretty bad picture. Yeah, catastrophize much. (laughs) I'm going to guess they sell siding Yeah, and do home repair. Uh, Hey, Arden, what's up? Um, So the pressure washer story got me thinking about my dad about 10 years ago. He, uh, like you, I'm going to go wash the side of the house. Well, on our old house on the farm, it had like the wood siding. Oh, yeah. He blew a hole through it. (laughs) Like like it it, like sliced it because he wasn't really watching, I guess. I don't know. And then it just like cut right through the wood siding of the house. Yeah, pressure washers are like knives. Like, they just cut. Well, and he had put, like, the zero, like, fan tip on it, so it was literally, like, a knife. And it just, like, boom, there's a hole in the house now. I bet you, like, I'm a first-time pressure washer owner, and... I bet you everybody makes that mistake where you're just, you're doing your sidewalk. Next thing you know, you're doing the side of the house. Then you're doing the car. Then you're doing the neighbor's house. And then yep. you just damage. use this for anything. Yeah, and you can't see the damage you're doing until it's dry. <laughs> no, well, except for my dad. He could see that hole right hmm. away. Uh, I think you should have to have a permit to buy a pressure washer. Yeah, or, or they should have, like, commercial-grade ones and... Joe Blow ones and Joe Blow ones are like 
just a little stronger than the garden hose. See, Arden's dad, same thing. He's just a guy with a pressure washer. Next thing you know, he blew a hole through the side of the house with his. <laughs> I feel like I'd be standing there for a long time in one spot. <laughs> and you think you'd realize, like, ooh, man, I can see daylight through there. Yeah. Just room the rest of your siding, Gardner. And if anyone asks, say that you had your siding changed to a new rustic style and it's supposed to look like that, but you have to be condescending to them when you say it in order to really sell it, Matthew. Oh, okay. That makes sense, too. Yeah, it's farmhouse suburban. Mm -hmm. Thank you. A suburban farmhouse. It's meant to look weathered. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I I read design magazines. Uh, Not a pressure washer story, but my boyfriend melted the siding on our house with the barbecue this past weekend. It's a little droopy now, Marissa. Yeah, I don't know if you can fix that with a pressure washer. Yeah, you could just iron that out, I'm sure. (laughs) How many times have you been to somebody's house and the siding near the barbecue is all warbly? Yeah, I don't think people are very aware of how hot those things get. Yeah, you pulled... Pull the barbecue away from the house. It needs some breathing room. Yeah, exactly. I've never owned a pressure washer. I think I used one on my parents' fence once. They were just blasting the paint off of it to repaint it. And even then, I think I had the nozzle on blast, hmm. and not on spray at one point. And I think there's a part in the fence where you could tell where old Bryce <laughs> sprayed his first few few boards of the fence. Did you make a heart and uh, your initials and your first crush? I don't think I did. I think it's just a bunch of squiggly lines. Yeah. But even the, the car wash, like I'm gotten deep into the wand washing now. Oh yeah. It's so soothing. But I had one of those out over the winter and I was blasting my license plate and blew all the stickers off of it. <laughs> I took a loony sized chunk of paint out of my wife's car's bumper Ooh. with the, it was like a white Volkswagen and I was just pressure trying to get the bugs off and I came in real close. Pow! Great big chunk like this big <laughs> flew out of the bumper. Like the pa- it didn't go right through the bumper. It just took the paint off. Oh, so she's got a history of this is like it was PTSD seeing the house. You know what? Hang on a second. I was washing her car because she asked me to. Guess who gave me the pressure washer as a gift? Oh, this is her fault. This entrapment. Yeah, she was setting me up for failure. Maybe she just secretly wants new siding on the house. Maybe. Gave you a pressure washer. She put this inception, this Leonardo DiCaprio inception in your brain, mm-hmm. getting you a pressure washer, knowing full well that eventually you're going to blast the house. I'm going to go home and I'm going to yell at her. This is all her fault as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this one looks like it could be grim. Do you want to take that? Oh, okay. Hello? Hey, Garner. I was just listening and you're talking about pressure washers. <laughs> I, uh... I wasn't a smart child, and I learned a healthy respect for them because, uh, uh, well, I was pressure washing a go-kart one time. I was like, oh, I want to see how bad or how much pressure comes out of these things, so I decided to put my fingertip on it. And, uh, well, let's just say I learned a lesson that, uh, yeah, they're sharp, and they like to bite. (laughs) Long story short, you can no longer pick your nose? Oh, no. I I was right-handed at the time. Oh, so at so least... I, yeah. I shot my left hand. Your non-dominant picking hand, so... Yeah. Yeah, you got it figured. Hey, it's good. At least it wasn't his dominant picking finger. <laughs> his busy finger? Uh, That's disgusting. I didn't know they could get that kind of heat behind him. Oh, well, here's another one. Listen. I knew a guy who got his finger in front of a paint sprayer... 
basically a pressure washer. He ended up losing the finger. Lucky he didn't die. But then years later, because he was missing that finger, he got to be Brad Pitt's hand double when they were filming Who Shot Jesse James here. He spent the day with Brad Pitt. So upsides now but the question i have is would your friend trade that day with hollywood super hunk brad pitt to get his old finger back i have a strong feeling that is probably the only upside he's seen from this accident yeah it's a good one it's cool but it was one day and the rest of your life he has to shop for weird gloves (laughs) i did not know a paint sprayer could do that i thought those were pretty gentle apparently not Maybe he's got wimpy fingers. I sense that we should probably do um, next week on Lawn Chair Profits. Let's do Tales of Accidental Amputation. Hey, how'd you lose that finger? Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Ooh, mystery candy. 